Alright, um, today's shir is being sponsored by Chaim Bernhack in honor of his dear wife Leah Edel Bas Mindel in the schos that she should pass the NCLEX exam. I hope that's how you pronounce it. So she can become a nurse. There's still a few people that are not uh, muted, unfortunately. Here, let me mute them. One second. Oh. Shkoyach. Sponsored by Mark Cantor. Safrin. Alright. So Nishom should have an aliyah. And Chaim's wife should become a nurse, Bezer Hashem. Short email today. Dear Rabbi Stefanski, hi, it's Aaron Mosbacher again. So Aaron is that Bacher that we had a while ago. He went through a bunch of surgeries. And he says, just wanted to share my good news that I finished Brochus. So we're very proud of you, Aaron. Be'ezrus Hashem, I'm looking forward to start Erevin with you. Thanks again for your great and enjoyable Shi'urim. So typically I would say, don't wait until Erevin. Jump in right now. Shabbos Dafkuflam and Zayin, but we'll give you a little break, and you're supposed to come visit us, Aaron. So when the base measure opens, Beis Hashem, you should come visit us, Bikaroiv. Also, would you please be able to forward me an email of the video of Brachasim? So that's on YouTube. If you don't have access to YouTube, we'll have to figure something out. Yeshakoyach, Reb Aaron. So today is Dafkuflam and Zayin. And that's a very special day. It's 20 days to the end of Shabbos. 20 days. And again, since Gary's not on, if it's possible for everybody to mute, I still hear some sound coming back. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about the scene for a second. Bezer Hashem, tomorrow, I want to announce the different locations that we have. So far, we have approximately 40 different locations. And what we're doing is we're having... People in these locations gathered together. So if we have uh, Baltimore, we have the five towns. People from the five towns are going to gather in one house, in one shul. And if there's too many, they'll go to the second one. And from there, they'll transmit. They'll have a a video of themselves on Zoom. And we'll all be on Zoom. We're going to have a really special guest speaker. And from many of these locations, people will speak for maximum three minutes from each location so that we get to know people better, we get to have a better camaraderie. And that's pretty much, and we, we have a couple of uh, surprise presentations, etc. So, don't worry about hosting. Hosting is not an expensive endeavor. And Ezra Abrams, I see he's here, he's in Australia, don't worry about getting up three in the morning. It's okay. <laughs> we. We need you in Australia. We need you to represent. Uh, we have a number of locations in Ramah Bechemesh. Basically, all it means to host is that you're running the show. People are going to call you, ask you where to come, where to show up. That's it. You order the food, but doesn't mean that you necessarily have to pay for it. The Oilam that gathers together with you will chip in. You don't need a fancy thing. It could be a pie of pizza. Somebody said that they're going to get a six-pack of beer. Whatever you want to get, whatever you want to serve, I think that was, uh, no, he's not on. I'll refix your collar. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a standard these days. So it's, a, it's very part of the shtick. It's the yeshivisha thing, you know. Yeah, okay, fine. Yishkoyach. Uh, should I start over because my collar... 
Rabbi Yisai, so that's the thing. So you still have an opportunity. I will make more announcements. Tomorrow I want to make the official announcement. If you're still interested in hosting, again, it's not a big deal. We have South Africa. We have, we have Australia. Yes, I don't want to put you on the spot for the third time. We have Australia. We have uh, Sweden. We have all these different places, Gishmaka places. And it's not a big deal. If you're your only person in that city, so be it. All you need is a Zoom camera, just like you're doing now, but instead of just on your face, it'll be on the Oilam or on yourself, wherever you are. So that is the story. Rabbi said we have a beautiful daf. Let me just add one, one yeah. little piece. We're going to announce the hosts and the places and the locations. We're also going to post it on the chat. So if anybody, any of the hosts has an issue, we're going to post your contact information so that other people in your neighborhood can reach out to you to set up your seum and then you guys can split up however you want to make your seum. So if you have an issue with us posting it, just let us know ahead of time. But that we thought was the most efficient way for people to contact you in your area to set up a CM. So that could be also email. Or it could be email. So if you have an issue with us doing it through email or through WhatsApp, <coughs> let us know and we won't post your, your phone number. But otherwise, that's going to be the default. All right. So basically, if you're still interested in hosting and you, your, your uh, location is not represented, send us an email today or contact Yosef through dafbirama at gmail.com and uh, I'll announce it tomorrow Hashem, in the start of the year where the locations are, who they are and the, the exact contact info will be on the website, will be on the, on the chats, etc. Alright, so we're starting from the Mishnah today, Daf Kuflam Zayin. Misha Hayuloi Shnei So, <clears throat> excuse me, we're talking about a case where a person has twins, twin boys, and one boy was born on one day, and the other boy was born on another day. So all we have here really are two cases. The case of a boy born on Friday, and his brother was born on Shabbos, that's case number one. He's born on Friday, Shishi, and his brother was born on Shabbos. Case number two is, he's born on Shabbos, and the other one was born on Sunday. Okay? So that's pretty much the two cases. There's a huge difference in the cases. What happened is that there was a confusion here. He performed a Mila on the wrong boy. On Shabbos, the boy that was supposed to be, I'm almost saying shechted here, I hope it doesn't come out like that. The boy that was nimal, not shechted. The boy that was nimal, he was supposed to be nimal on Friday, he by mistake did him on Shabbos. Or, the boy that was supposed to be on Sunday, he did the meal on Shabbos. Now, the problem is, he wasn't supposed to be on Shabbos. This boy was supposed to be on Friday or Sunday. That's Chil Shabbos. Is he chayev achatos or not? <clears throat> is he chayev achatos? Why not? I mean, typically when you make a mistake, you mechal Shabbos, you bring a chatas. Over here, perhaps, because he wanted to perform a mitzvah, he was involved in a mitzvah, so perhaps he's not chayav achatas. Now, the, what, what's interesting here is that there's a twin. In other words, if there's only one boy, and this boy was supposed to be nimal on Friday, and by mistake, I did it on Shabbos, he's chayav achatas. Why? He had no business doing it on Shabbos. That's a mistake. You forgot. 
But because he has a twin, and he has to perform a bris milah on the twin on Shabbos, and he just by mistake grabbed the wrong boy, that makes it a lot less of a shaygig. In that case, perhaps there shouldn't be any carbon. So let's see inside. Says the Mishnah. Now, what happens is that the Gemara is going to bring two shitas and what the Mishnah really says. There's one shita that's literally like the Mishnah, and one shita switches it around a little bit. But with this chart, Bez Hashem, this very simple chart, everything will be very understood. He had two boys. First one was supposed to be on Sunday. And one was supposed to be on Shabbos. And he did the Mila for the Sunday boy on Shabbos. It happens, you know, twins get mixed up, they're identical. He grabbed the wrong one. His wife says, what are you doing? He says, oi. And then he, and he does the meal for the second one. But initially, he thought he's doing the right thing. He, he did the meal for the Sunday baby on Shabbos. Chayav. So in that case, he's Chayav. Why? Because, what's the difference? The, the Sunday baby has zero business having a meal on Shabbos. He's a day early. It's the seventh day for him. So... It's a complete Avera. You shouldn't be giving him a Mila anyway. Even on, on, a, on a weekday, you shouldn't be giving him a Mila. So, therefore, he wasn't, there wasn't a Mitzvah's Mila at all with this baby. Yeah, he was tarod with another Mila somewhere else. But this baby, there's no Mila. So, Chayov. Everybody agrees it's Chayov. However, Echad Lama Erev Shabbos, Vechad Shabbos, but if he was supposed to perform a Mila on Friday... But he pushed it off to Shabbos, so now this baby is ra'ui for Mila. He's supposed to have a bris Mila, just he forgot, he's one day late. Because at the end of the day, he shouldn't, it's not doiche Shabbos. The only time you perform bris Mila on Shabbos is when the eighth day comes out on Shabbos. But if the ninth day comes out on Shabbos, you don't perform a bris Mila. So therefore, Rebbe Lezer says, Chayef Chatos. Rebbe Yeshua Poiter, Rebbe Yeshua says, but wait a minute. He was trying to perform a bismillah. He was doing a mitzvah. He thought it's the son, the other son, whatever it was. He was involved in a mitzvah. You don't make somebody bring a chatas when he's involved in a mitzvah and he has a, a real right to be involved in the mitzvah because the brother, the twin, is supposed to be nimal today. So therefore, he patters it. Says the Gemara, Ravuna Masni Chayiv, Yehuda Masni, Rav Yehuda Masni Potter. Now we're just going to go through the entire Mishnah again, word for word. There is no machloikis when one was supposed to be on Shabbos and one was after Shabbos. The red case right over here. And he performed the Mila instead of on Sunday, he performed it on Shabbos. Everybody agrees. There is no machloik. Everybody agrees it's Chayav. Because this baby is too early for a Mila. So there's no mitzvah in that baby at all. On the blue case. Chloik is on blue. He was supposed to do the Mila on Friday, but he delayed it to Shabbos. So now, and he performed the Mila of the Friday baby on Shabbos. That what? Now it's a good mitzvah. Not, not only is it a good mitzvah, but he's also busy in his head 
with the baby that really has to have a milah today on Shabbos. So that's what we call Tav Mitzvah. He made a mistake in the mitzvah, but Asa Mitzvah, check mark. That's why there's a green check mark. He did a mitzvah here. Asa Mitzvah, because he performed the bris on the baby. The other case where everybody says, not he is Chayev, because Tav Mitzvah, he made a mistake. Yeah, he tried to perform a mitzvah, Velayasa Mitzvah. But at the end of the day, he didn't perform a mitzvah because the baby's not ready yet for Milo. You have to wait one more day. What's the source of this machlaikas? Why? Because all shoigeg in the Torah, we learn from Abedi Zara. Rashi brings the Pasuk. Torah achas yelochem. The whole Torah is one when it comes to Shagig. So, just like Avad Zara, you'd be Chayav Achatos, so too over here. Torah says, don't do Avad Zara. And if you are over on the Torah, you do Avad Zara, by mistake, you bring a carbon. Torah says, don't be Mechal Shabbos, you were Mechal Shabbos, bring a carbon. Rabbi Shua says, what's the, what's the comparison? Hasam, the lav mitzvah, hacha mitzvah. By the zara, it's one pure iser. So he did it by mistake, but he did it iser by mistake. Over here, he's trying to do something special for Hashem, and you're going to punish him and make, uh, make him bring a carbon? No. Therefore, so now we understand also why the Mishnah says there's two babies, because he was very involved with the baby to make a bris milah, and he just grabbed the wrong one, and he performed the milah. There's no... No carbon according to Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yehuda Masnepata. Rabbi Yehuda says there's a case, the mission starts off with a case, Likula Alma Potter. What's the case? Again, we only have two cases. Either there's twins, one was born on Friday, the other one was born on Shabbos, or one was born on Shabbos, the other one was born on Sunday. Those are the two cases. But how we view these cases is what the Machlaikah says. Says the Gemara like this. One was a Friday, one was a Shabbos baby. So now he comes and says, listen, in case blue, there's no machlekes at all. Again, the first sheet that tells us, the way our Mishnah reads, is in case red, there's no machlekes at all, everybody says he's chayvachat. In, in blue, everybody says, now we were saying, everybody's going to say that in blue, everybody says he's potter. If he jumped the gun, and he did a milah on his Sunday baby, on Shabbos, over there is Machlaikis, and again, What's the machloikis? Once again, we're going to, the question is, do we learn from Abed Zara? Torah tells you, don't do it. And if you don't listen to the Torah by mistake, you have to bring a carbon. So the Torah says, don't be Machal Shabbos. Yes, you're trying to do a bris. Too bad, you're Machal Shabbos. Bring a carbon. Over there, there's no mitzvah. Over here, he's tarred in the mitzvah. So now, <clears throat> um, let me just see something for a second. Over here, there's, okay, so 
In this case, this case, everybody agrees 100% he is potter. Over here in this case, at the end of the day, look what it says here. Loi asa mitzvah. Nevertheless, Rabbi Yeshua says he's potter. Why? Because he's tarud in a mitzvah. He thought he's performing a mitzvah, but he never ended up doing a mitzvah. So that's a whole completely different machlaikas. The first shaila was, when I end up doing a mitzvah, I physically did a milah on my son, but I shouldn't have. I should have, I should have waited till Sunday. I should have done it on Friday. So, but at the end of the day, he did a mitzvah. So then Rabbi Shua says, he's potter. Comes the, the second sheet of Rabbi Huda in the name of Remeir, no. Even in a case where he never ended up doing a mitzvah, he did zero mitzvah. Why? Because the baby is supposed to be nimal on Sunday. And he jumped the gun and he did it on Shabbos one day early. Zero mitzvah. Still, he's potter. Why? If you look at the Lashon here, it says, Tarid mitzvah. It doesn't say awesome mitzvah. He's Tarid in a mitzvah. He thought he's performing a mitzvah. So what's his mistake? That he didn't do a mitzvah. But he didn't do a mitzvah, but he's still Tarid in the mitzvah. Nevertheless, he's potter, says Rabbi Shua. Why? He had good intent. His intent was to be Oyved Hashem. And yeah, you're right, at the end he didn't do anything. The zero mitzvah came out. In fact, he was Michal Shabbos. No karba. So it's a huge difference. The first, Mandomer says no. Only when he actually performs a mitzvah and he gets a mitzvah and he did a bris milah, then we pattern from a karba. Tani Rebchia. Now Rebchia adds one caveat here. Oimer hoi Rebmeir, leinechliku Rebbe Lazar, verbishua misha hoyu lo yishtek tinoikos. So, the blue case. No machloikis in this case. In blue, you hear what's going on here? He's saying the exact opposite of what we just said until now. In the blue case, where he has a baby that really is chayiv b'milo because he was born on a Friday, he should have done it on Friday, but he forgot. Today is Shabbos. And by mistake, he gave him a mila on Shabbos. Everybody holds his chayiv. Wow. Mekotzel kotzel. Before he said everybody holds his potter. Now, Rebchi is saying everybody holds his chayiv. So Rebchi is going to change the case. He's not being mechulik. He's just saying in this particular case, and we're going to explain what this case is, everybody holds his chayiv. Not only that, he says. On case red. Here's the machayiv. In blue, everybody says chayiv, chayiv, chayiv. But in red, where we were saying that this mandaman says everybody holds he's, he's 100% chayav, and that all of a sudden is a machloikis, maybe we'll say he's potter. And the Gemara wonders what's going on here. One was supposed to be on Sunday. And instead, the Mila was on Shabbos. And he forgot, and he jumped the gun. So, in the worst case, Rib Shua says he's potter. And in the best case, Rib Shua says he's chayev. What's going on? Hash the Rib Shua say for the Lekavid mitzvah potter. In the red case, where he never ended up doing a mitzvah. Why? Because he jumped the gun. The bris belongs on Sunday and today's Shabbos. He says he's potter. Reisha, the Kuravid mitzvah mechayev. So in the Reisha, in blue, where he did a mitzvah. He just, it's not, it doesn't push off Shabbos. But he performed bris mila, and this kid never needs another mila again, and everything's perfect. Mechayev says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. 
Beautiful. In a case where he confused the twins completely. So he took the twin from Shabbos and he did a Mila early on Friday. What's the difference? That today on Shabbos he's not involved with any mitzvah. He has no mitzvah left for him. Because the one that was supposed to be done on Shabbos was already done on Friday. And the one that's supposed to be done on Friday, he did on Shabbos. He did a, a complete... It makes a lot of sense. He confused his twins. Oh, so in that case, everybody agrees he's chayev. Why? Because he's not doing... Um, he's not Torah b'mitzvah. It's like a regular guy. It's like, this is the exact case of somebody who has one baby. One baby. He was supposed to give him a meal on Friday, and instead he gave him a meal on Shabbos. This guy has a twin, but guess what? The twin is out of the picture because he already gave him a bris meal on Friday. So it's as if he had one baby. Everybody agrees if somebody has one child and he gets completely confused, he thought that the birth was on Shabbos, he's so confused that he gave him a bris meal on Shabbos. Everybody holds, he has to bring a carbon chatos. Why? Because he's not involved with a real mitzvah of mila for his other son. So in this case also, he's not involved in a mila for his other son because he already gave him a meal on Friday. So in that case, everybody holds, chayef. Says the Gemara inside, because there's no, he has no excuse now to push off Shabbos because that baby that he's trying to give a milah on Shabbos already gave him a milah on Friday. Safer. But the second case, the really bad case, the red case, that we said, what's going on here? Why would Rabbi Yeshua say in this case that he's potter? I'll tell you why. Because there's one baby left over here that really needs a bris on Shabbos, his twin. And he just got confused and he grabbed the wrong baby for that minute. <clears throat> in the case where you, you, um, you do a mila for your Shabbos baby on Friday, but what about all the other children of the world that are having a bris mila today on Shabbos? It's a pushed off Shabbos. So says the Gemara, like Gavra, is is But at the end of the day, he has no good excuse. Yeah, there are other people doing brism today, but not him. All right, done with this sugya. Should we do it over again? It was okay. It was beautiful. That's a beautiful gemara. All right, yeah, it is a very nice gemara. Just I think when you read it inside, the two cases back and forth, back and forth, kind of confusing. I think red and blue for me just made it organized a little bit. All right. Says the Mishnah. So we know that a baby has a bris mila on the eighth day. Says the Mishnah, number one, you can never ever do a mila on the seventh day. I don't care in what kind of rush you are, what kind of issues you have. The bris mila will never ever happen on the seventh day. However, the halacha could force you to do the bris mila on the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth day. But that's all the halacha could force you to do. Yeah, there might be a jaundice baby that the bris will be on the 45th day. But that's not a halacha. The halacha is not telling you what day. The halacha is not dictating to you what day to perform the bris We're just waiting for the baby to, be, to heal. Over here we have a case where the, the, the halacha tells you, wait 9 days. Wait 10 days and maximum 12 days. What are the cases? Very simple. Okay, if it's a regular bris milah, on the 8th day, great. What if this child was born... After sundown, before night, we don't know, Suffolk, we had a whole sugya, brachas, nida, three shitas, Rabbi Yaisi, Kerafayin, the whole Rabbi Yudah. is a time we don't know. It's a Suffolk, 
We don't know if it's the day before or the day after. Where does it belong? And we'll never know. And it's very hard to, you can't, Taisa says, maybe we should do the shechit, we should do the milah at the same minute that he was born the day before or eight days before. But every second is, an, is, is a suffolk by itself and you're never going to be mechavin exactly. But kids, there's a suffolk. So since it's a suffolk, you cannot perform the bris milah if the baby, let's say, was born on a Baby is born on Sunday night. I don't know if you guys can see. Right over here. You see the smiley face? He's born on Sunday. So you cannot perform the brismila eight days later on Sunday. Because perhaps he's born on a Monday. So if he's born on Monday, if Bein HaShemoshes can send him on Monday, you have, to, you have to at least push it off to the following Monday. Which is nine days. Because we think you, perhaps he was born on Sunday. So the following Monday is nine days. So that's when you push it off to. Monday. Halachically, you can't perform the bris eight days later on Sunday because maybe it wasn't born on Sunday, maybe it was born on Monday. So we push it off one extra day to, 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 to Monday and it's, not, it's nine days. Oh, but now we're talking about Shabbos. So if he's born Friday night, Shabbos, so if you perform the bris milah eight days later, so... In this case, you have to do nine days, because it's been a shmashas. You have to do nine days. But the ninth day falls out on Shabbos. How can you perform a brismila on Shabbos, besafik? Maybe he's born on, uh, before Shabbos. He's born on, maybe he's born on Friday. And his eighth day falls out on Friday. The only reason why you're pushing it off one day, because you're not sure. Maybe he's born on Shabbos. But on the side that he was born on Shabbos, you can't perform... On the side that he's born on Shabbos, you could perform a brismila. On the side that he's born on Friday... How can you perform a on Shabbos? You mechal Shabbos. So therefore you have to push it off one more day to Sunday for a total of 10 days. And the next case is identical just with Yantif. What happens if you have Yantif after Shabbos so you can't perform a, a pushed off bris on Yantif? So you have to push off one more day. That's 11 days. Now what happens if there's two days Yantif? When? When there's two days Rosh Hashanah? So you push it off another day. So that's 12 days. Mimo <clears throat> if you have two days of Rosh Hashanah, you push it off 12 days. Now, why does the Mishnah say Rosh Hashanah? According to the Rambam, it says Rosh Hashanah because all other Yom Tovim, the second day is not as powerful as Rosh Hashanah, and you would perform a bris milah on the second day of Yantav, according to the Rambam. The Rosh says no. The reason why the Mishnah says Rosh Hashanah, because we're in Eretz Yisrael, and the Mishnah was written in Eretz Yisrael, and the Mishnah was giving us a practical example in Eretz Yisrael, we don't have two days in Eretz Yisrael. The only two days is Rosh Hashanah. Says the Mishnah, And we're going to see the Gemara that when somebody is sick, a kid is sick, you have to not only wait until he's healed, but you have to even wait from there an additional seven days. Says the Gemara, Omar Shmuel, You have to wait seven days. Now, when you think this is a funny question, but from the answer of the Gemara, you see it's not so funny. When this child is healed, do you wait 24 hours times 7? So, let's say the child was healed at 6 o'clock at night. So, you could only perform the brismila that 7 days later that evening, at 6 o'clock at night. Not like a regular brismila that if a child is born at 6 o'clock at night, his brismila is 
Unless he was born Sunday, 6 o'clock at night, his bris could be Sunday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. You don't have to wait 24 hours times 7. That little part of, of Sunday is mixes Hayom Kikulay adds up for one day. So you think, what's the difference? And the Gemara ends up saying, no, you have to wait 24 hours, complete 24 hours times 7. Toshma, the Tani Luda, there's a, the Tana called Luda. Only twice mentioned the entire Shas. We had him already in our Masechta once. And that's it for the rest of Shas. Here, last time, let's say it again. The Tani Luda, we'll see him in seven and a half years from now. It's a very good cloud to remember. If you want to remember, you, you finish Masech the Shabbos, you're holding a Masech away. How long do you wait for a baby after he's healed in order to perform a bris milah? Huh? Like a bris milah. It, it's a way for you to remember. Just like a bris milah, you wait another seven days from the day he's born. A total of eight days. So too, when a kid is, is healed from whatever... He had fever. The Gemara says fever. He had fever. You wait another seven days from that point on. Says Gemara, my love, yomi vodoi, just like my love, my yomi vodoi, just like by a bris mila, you don't have to wait the whole full 24 hours. You can perform the bris mila early in the morning. So too when he heals. Says Gemara, not true. Healing is different. It, it is seven days, but it's more. We're talking about sakana here. We're talking about the, the welfare of the child. And we don't play halachic games of uh, a little bit of the day is the whole day. He has to heal seven full days. We're talking about healing. Healing doesn't go by mixes hayom kikula. It goes by 24-hour periods. You need seven times 24. Says the Mishnah, <clears throat> if you remember... How could you forget that demonstration? My wife tells me that I caused a thousand people in the world to stop eating peanuts. That's what she said. So, <clears throat> These are the tzitzin. The, the, remember, so that little, the thin layer that's underneath the arla, that you do the priya, that the mayal removes it with his finger. So if you don't remove all of it, it's ma'akiv. It's not a good mila. So, so, what's ma'akiv? What is it considered not having a, a bris milah? If it's the roiv, you need a majority. Now, the Gemara is going to qualify that. It's not literally like you think, the roiv of the whole atara, but it's the roiv of, the, of the, the length. In other words, even if it's a very, very small strip of skin that starts from the top and, and ends in the bottom, a roiv of that, the roiv height. If a kid doesn't, if a kid has an arrow, he never eats truma. So even in a case where it's a shaygig, his brothers died from mila, whatever, you couldn't find the mile, you cannot feed him truma. And if this child is a heavy child, he has a lot of skin, so, but you already did a bris mila, you already cut off his arla. You must fix it up so that other people don't think that he has an arla. We're turning the page, this might be one of the last times we're turning the page. Sponsored by official from official catering. Official last night in Sheer. Sheer was over. And uh, Moshe Apter from Montreal, he says, Rebelli. I said, Yeah. He says, you forgot to mention official when you turned the page in the whole play. Everybody's laughing. The whole zoo. Anyway, fine. <clears throat> he says, is what I said. It didn't say it. Maybe I mumbled it. 
If you perform the whole bris milah, you cut, but you just don't remove that thin layer, there's no milah. You could be chayv misa. If I perform a bris milah on Shabbos, and I don't take off the priya, I don't do priya. As Mechal Shabbos, I did chabura for no reason, I didn't do a milah. You have to do the milah. <coughs> We're talking about the height of the mila, not the circumference. So you're not, you're not going to take, uh, you're not going to see how much skin is covering and what the roiv is. We don't, that of course, if it's roiv of the skin of the whole atara, the corona as it's called in English, then of course it's not a mila. You have a tiny sliver of skin, let's say this is the skin, and this goes the entire height, or the rive height of the, of the corona, of the atara, that passes the milah, even if it's a, a thin, thin strip. Nothing to do with rive. it's not a real majority, it's a majority of the height. says the Gemara, You have a, a child who's fat, who has a lot of skin. Rayin oisoi, calls manche miskashe v'nire mahol, when there's a kishui, when it's in its largest state, and it looks as if there's a milah, so the Gemara is medaig from these words. When it looks like there's a milah, you don't need a milah. But it has to look like a milah. Okay, we're going to see in a second. And if you don't have that it looks like a milah, then you have to do a milah again. Seems to be saying the same thing, but he says something very different. He says it in different words, and there's a nafkimina lamaisa. Child has a lot of flesh. You can't really tell. He doesn't look like it's over here. He doesn't say that it looks like it's mole. You don't need to do milo. He says the exact opposite words. It doesn't look like Mila, then you have to do Mila. So what if it looks and it doesn't look? It's an in-between stage. Then you don't need a Mila. He says only when it's a nirimol, when it 100% doesn't look like Mila, then you have to perform a Mila. But what if it's 50-50? Then you don't have to. But if you take the, if you reverse the words, what he says, let, let's look at the Braisa, not Shmuel, uh, not Reb Shem, the, the first part is, Venire mole. He looks 100% mole. So what if it's 50-50? Then you have to do a milah. So it's an afkemino So what if it's 50-50? Says Gemara, my benayu, benayu nira Because each one is saying it in a different way, and from the way they're saying it, you can mimdaik the exact opposite. Mole Beautiful Gemara here. We're all familiar with this. This is the brachas of bris milah. Hamol. The mail himself. Oimer. Asher kidshonu b'mitzvayis of alamila. Toysus has a machloikis here, but from the, from the Gemara, it's mashma, the mail goes first. He makes the bracha. As he starts cutting, he is what we call oiver lasiyosoy. When we put on tefillin, right? We put the tefillin on, an, on the arm. We don't, we don't tighten it until we say the bracha. We say bracha first, then we tighten. We do the mitzvah after the bracha. We wash our hands. Before we wipe them down, we say the bracha, then we wipe. The bracha is always before the mitzvah. So here also, the mail is doing the right thing. 
He says, Right? We're a thousand brisim. We know the bracha. As he's cutting, he says the bracha. I'm just telling you, the, and Taisa says, there's a sheet that the father says the bracha first. Rabbi Tam said, no. Forget about it. We've got to go back. Like the Gemara says, first the mile, then Avia ben Oimer. What does everybody say? This is the Gemara. Now, what, the problem over here is, why is the father making a bracha after the mitzvah is over? The meal is over. Now we know, the, sometimes the father says it quickly. Why? Because of this issue. Because the father is really saying the bracha when it's kind of late. So there's a there's a shiler in the Rishayim. Um The rush says that he's making a bracha on the priya. Yeah, the the mail took off the arla, but it's still part of the mitzvah, right? Without a priya, there's no mitzvah. So that's why he hurries up to say the bracha as he's saying the priya. Other Rishayim say the Ran says that he's not saying it on the mitzvah. He's saying it on the shevach va'idah. That Akash Baruch Hu gave him the, the opportunity to bring his son to Abris. That's the, that's the, so it doesn't have to be by the Arla. This whole situation that was standing around there, that, that's the, that's the Misa. Fine. Let me see if I'm missing something here. Uh, uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm missing something. Fine. Says the Gemara. Ha'im de ma'imrim. Keshem shenichas la'bris king yikonis l'toyer l'chupa l'masim toivim. So, okay. They all say, just like he came into the bris, and look at the, look at the order. You should, your father, the father should be Zoycha, to bring him up in Tyra. He should marry him off because you marry off a child when he's 18. Well, the Masim Toivim is Parnasa, which comes afterwards. Okay. Asher Kidash Yodid Mibetan. says over Yodid. Hakush Baruch Mekadis Yitzchak, according to Rashi. Yitzchak in the stomach, in other words, Akash Baruch Hu gave the, the chiyuv to, to Avram Avinu that he should give him a bris milah when? Before Yitzchak was born. Some say Avram Avinu that Yitzchak was born, the pregnancy was bigdusha because Avram Avinu already had a bris. Asher kidash yidid mi beten. Akash Baruch Hu's mekadash yidid. Yitzchak. So he says Avram, but yidid mi beten. Choyk b'she'eroi sum. Three words. Not b'she'eroi sum. Choyk B'she'eroi Sam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu engraved. He etched in our skin something that we can never get rid of. The mitzvah of Mila is etched in our skin. B'she'eroi, in our flesh. Sam. He put this chayk. He's chaykik. V'tzetzav, chosam b'yispirish And also, Yaakov Avinu is his, his children, our children. We have the ois, bris kaydash. al and because of that, b'schar zois, in that, in that schar, keil chay chalkenu, tzavei, or tziva, there's a machlekes here, how to say it exactly, we say tzavei, or tziva in the past, lahatzil yedidus she'ireinu mishachas. Kishbaruchu was mitzava, or he's going to mitzava, to save us, our flesh, from shachas, from Gehenim. Because of the bris, Hashem, Fine. 
Real quickly, I just want to tell you an amazing story because we're finishing up. I thought it was a beautiful story. I'll say it quickly. It happened recently. There was a guy that gave somebody kvater. Told him, you're the kvater. Great. He takes the baby and goes to the front and sits himself down on the sandwich chair and that's it. He's done. He's done with his job. So they were, they're going to tell the guy, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, there was a very hush of a person there. As you'll hear from the story, very hush of a guy. They wanted to give him kvater. So the hush of a gadol said, don't give him, I'm not taking kvater. You leave this guy there. Okay. So they left him there and they did the mila with this amar, it's kvater. So after the, the bris was over, he goes over to the, the, the bala bris, goes over to the gadol and says, yilamdeinu rabbeinu, why? What's, what's, he says, the mitzvah, he said, but isn't there a chash that the roshiva, the, the gadol should be the, the sandik? He says, yes. But there's a greater mitzvah not to embarrass somebody. And that, that schos, yishos you'll have, bezer Hashem a gadol Yisrael. And sure enough, this is Reb Aryeh Leib Finkel, the Rosh Hashiva of Brachfield Mir. He's no longer alive, but this, that's the story. All right, beautiful story. Zog to Gemara. Baruch HaToshem. So, Hamolis HaGerim Oimer. We have Gerim here on Zoom. Hamolis HaGerim Halavayi Shabizoycha to be by the bris of the Ger, our Chosh of a friend. Hamolis HaGerim. What do you say? The, the Moel, as he makes the bris mila, very interesting bracha. It has like a whole shtikl toyer in it. He says the regular bracha. In other words, the Bezdin say, Oimer. There's a mitzvah to do bris mila on a ger. This is not a gemara. This is a, a, a bracha. Shil male dam bris without the dam of the bris. The heavens and the earth wouldn't exist. This bris of day and night, that you have a bris on you all day and all night long. Just pay attention to these five words. Because in a second, we're going to say that by Avadim, it's slightly different. Not sure why. And when you do bris milan evid. Same exact bracha. And here's a little bit of a difference. Doesn't say loy samti. It says loy niskaimu. Not exactly sure why. I'm sure the 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 Masifta probably brings something. I didn't see anything yet. Shinemar im loy brisi yomim v'layla chukay shemayim v'aretz loy samti barachat Hashem koyris abris. So that's slightly different. The evad of a ger hadrun aloch rebbe lezed the mila hadrun aloch rebbe lezed the mila. Says the Mishnah, Rabbi Leza Oimer, Toilet and Samishameres, that I say three times, Hadrun Allah, Rabbi Leza the Mila. Rabbi Leza the Oimer. Again, another Rabbi Leza. Another Kula. Toilet and Samishameres beyontev. Venoisin Lutli Bishabos. So, we have a sifter. You're trying to sift wine. And by you putting it on top of your barrel, you're creating an oil arai. You're not allowed to create a roof on Shabbos. You're not allowed to create a tent. Another problem is, you're pouring this wine through the sifter. Is that boirer? Not boirer? Says Rebbe Lezer, you can do so on Yontav, you can make an oil on Yontav, if it's already in place, like in this picture, you're allowed to pour it on Shabbos, and 
the, the sediment is going to stay on the outside, the wine is going to fall on the inside, not considered bayer. That's not the derech of bayer for whatever reason. Chacham say, do not do so. You cannot make an oil area on Yontif. And certainly, you shouldn't do bayer on Shabbos. I agree that you could make, you could separate the sediment from the wine on Yontif. Let's see the Gemara. If Rebeleza holds, you're not allowed to even add to oil, you already have a roof. You want to add, where do we have the sugya, the famous sugya of Pekak Chaloin? If you remember this sugya, as the Gemara is going to describe, what he's going to say, you're allowed to make a brand new roof? No way. Where do we say it? It's not Pekak Chaloin. So now Rashi points out, now we're not talking about this window. We're talking about this window, a skylight, because we're discussing an oil. We can't be talking about a vertical window. But it's the same idea. When it's hanging, you see, it's on a chain right over here, and it's off the ground. Then you can use it. No matter what, you can use it. Everybody agrees. Everybody, including Rabbi Lezer, who's the Tana of our Mishnah, you cannot make a new oil on Yantif. The whole is over there is like a window. You already have a ceiling, just you want to finish it off. Adding. You can't even add. So what's going on over here? How can you make a new oil and create something? Forget about adding. You're covering the barrel. Says the Gemara. Rebbe Lezer Sover Lok Rebbe Yehuda. He holds like Rebbe Yehuda by food. There's one big difference between Shabbos and Yontif and that's preparing food on Yontif. Even preliminary like making a, a sifter is motor on Machshiri Oichel Nefesh. As the Gemara, that's because you can do it on Yontif. It says Rashi, like for instance, you have a skewer, and the skewer bent on Yontif. So you want to bend it back, because you can't do it before Yontif, because it happened on Yontif. But over here, you could do it Erev Yontif. What's the problem? Says the Gemara, the Rebbe Leza, the Rebbe Yehuda. Yeah, Rebbe Leza holds like Rebbe Yehuda, that Machshire Mitzvah, Machshire Oichel Nefesh, you could perform Yontif. And more than Rebbe Yehuda, even things that you could do before Yontif, you could do them on Yontif as well. Have a wonderful Gishmaka day. Thank <laughs> you.
ואני לא אאחל זה בעבודה. לא יצא שיצא מטעם ולא יצא.